0: This is Fine Rambles number number 59. Okay, so I am <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I hope you guys are also in a good mood. Although, you know, who am I kidding? You guys are probably in You guys are probably in a terrible mood. I feel like everyone's confused these days. Let me know, is there someone out there among you, my millions and millions of listeners, who feels that they totally understand the world today and they totally understand their place in their wor- in that world and and everything is just going perfectly in all aspects of their life and the greater life of their community. I just got back from a month on the road. A month and It was quite a month. I think I put 3,200 miles on the rental car, and I was in like 14 different cities, and I saw a ton of my friends. Hello, friends. And I was thinking about friendship. Bum, 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 friendship. It's a difficult subject, especially, I think, as we get older. I want to confess that I had a very unhealthy approach to friendship for a long time. There was sort of this idea in my mind that if I paid my dues, (laughs) does that make any sense? If I paid my dues and I met my friends 90, 95, 100% of the way, that they would be obligated, (laughs) what a terrible word, obligated to be friends with me and that if I went out of my way for them, they would stay friends with me as though though that were any basis for a true friendship. The idea that friendship has to be an obligation is so antithetical to the way I think now. But back then, you know, I was uncertain, I was insecure, and I sort of felt like the younger brother often tagging after the older kids if i did what they told me to then i would be accepted i don't know does anyone else ever feel like that you know, i think that's sort of my natural state <laughs> i'm pretty obedient i tend to hero worship and you know it took me a long time to learn that that was a bad terrible no good idea but i'm trying i'm trying to change Not to be the kind of person who people feel obligated to be friends with, but the kind of person that people want to be friends with. Someone who people enjoy spending time with because, you know, I'm cheerful and competent and I have a good time wherever I am. Being that kind of person means not paying your dues. It means self-improving. It means becoming a better version of yourself, you know, inching towards that best self It means uh, being able to do more things and to do them well and to be able to help other people. You know, when you're the little brother chasing the older kids, you can't really do anything to help them. And I think part of self-improvement is this realization that as you get stronger, the benefit of that strength is that you can use it to help other people. You can help the weaker person. You can help the person who's coming up in the world. And certainly it means, <laughs> it means having more to offer than just being some kind of goddamn sycophant. Anyways, it was a good trip. And Buffalo was one of the last stops. And my Airbnb host, and by the way, huge shout out to Airbnb. I don't think this trip would have been possible without, without Airbnb. It's such an amazing service. Anyway, so my host was, he. oh man, he was a character. He was very overly friendly in a physical way. Does that make sense? He was, you know, he'd push me around a little bit and like he threw his arm over my shoulder, and he'd like maneuver me and point at things. And, you know, it made me it made me uncomfortable to some extent. And I know we live in this age where like, oh my God, I'm a victim. My feelings got hurt. But later, I was thinking about him, and his story is so impressive. You know, I think I'm the one in the wrong to have been uncomfortable. he. So here's his story. He He owned a home in a very dangerous, unpleasant part of Buffalo. He decided, rather than selling his house and moving somewhere nicer, that he would start to buy the homes around his. And so he did that. He bought these derelict, often abandoned homes very, very cheaply, and he put a ton of his own labor and his own capital into improving them into making them really nice homes, beautiful. They're these beautiful Victorian homes. And by doing this, he helped revitalize the entire community. People wanted to live there. He attracted people to this part of Buffalo. And he was so proud. He was so proud. He would point at the different homes and he would say, I bought this home for that much and now this person lives there and they're amazing and they're a great tenant. And I bought this home and he would wave to people on the street. And you could see that, you know, he was taking pride in helping revitalize this community. You know, not to be too cliche, <laughs> although I feel like that's what this podcast is all about. You come for the platitudes and you stay for the truisms. No, but he took a risk, right? He took a risk and he ended up being a real force for good. And then I went over to this coffee shop. It was sort of the quintessential third wave coffee shop. And uh, (laughs) oh, my God. So (laughs) uh, talk about Modern Excess. They were selling 12 ounces of coffee beans for $18, $18 for 12 ounces. Looking around this coffee shop, I just, you know, look, I'm an asshole, right? I'm an asshole and the lords of karma have taught me a hundred times that people are never the way they appear. Your initial perception is almost always wrong. But the fulcrum of the but. How can I put this? They, they, (laughs) uh, They looked like they'd eaten too much avocado toast. <laughs> right? They were they were they were avocado toast aficionados. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think the recent rise in nihilism and confusion is solely due to excess consumption of avocado toast. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm being mean. I'm being mean, but eh, it's kind of fun to be mean sometimes. Anyways, they they didn't seem robust. They seemed fragile, as though if you took their avocado toast away, they would have a panic attack. They seemed, they seemed complacent, as though the rest of their lives were going to be as easy and comfortable as the first years of their lives had been. And they seemed to have this sort of smug certainty that that was the case, that nothing would ever derail them from their, their privileged lives. And I think that's I think that's a huge mistake right now for anyone, because we're living in an age of increased chaos. Uncreased, uh Uncreased, <laughs> Matt, that's not a word. Increased, increased uncertainty, increased confusion. And you know, I've been reading a lot of early texts, partially because of Taleb's Lindy Law, the idea that if something has survived for a long time. There's probably truth there. There's probably wisdom there, and also just because I'm curious to see how some of these foundational t- texts, like the like the uh, like the Hebrew scriptures or the Quran or the New Testament or the Tao Te Ching, I'm probably mispronouncing that, or the Analects of Confucius, how they rhyme, how they compare, how they're similar. So I was reading this book that was written by a 17th century. Japanese samurai by the name of Miyamoto Musashi. And it's a great book. It's called The Book of Five Rings. And he, you know, there's another reason I read that book in particular, more than just the fact that it had survived for almost 400 years. Musashi, I'm probably mispronouncing that too. I apologize. Musashi was a doer. He was, he was very successful as a warrior, as a samurai. He wasn't a bureaucrat. He wasn't a Mandarin, right? He wasn't what, what Taleb would call an intellectual yet idiot. He wasn't someone without skin in the game, right? I mean, who, who has more skin in the game than someone who's involved in personal combat? At the end of a very active life during a very unsettled period in Japanese history, he wrote down a few pages distilling what he had learned. Anyways, there's a lot of wisdom to be discovered there. And he seemed to have two basic ideas. When you are in the midst of chaos, you have to be inwardly calm and clear. And then in the time of order, you have to remember the possibility of a time of disorder. You have to anticipate the chaos. And I think there's a deep truth there because, you know, I talked about this last week this idea that, like, When things are good, especially, especially when things look good, that success, that ease, that comfort contain, it contains the seeds of failure. The good times contain the seeds of bad times because people get used to the good times. They get soft. They get complacent. And then old people, right, they try to warn us, you know, they're like, ah, during the depression, this horrible thing happened. And and we tend to laugh at them. You know, I I know that I do. (laughs) It's so easy to look around and think that's the way things are always going to be. But that is suicide. It's suicide. Having just read the story of Joseph in the Bible, when the harvest is good, that's when you prepare for famine that's when you fill up your silos. And if you don't prepare for the inevitable chaos that comes from good times, then reality will, will break you. Mushashi talks about this as well. He says, things fall apart by getting out of rhythm with the times. Times change. And if we don't change with those times, then that misalignment Look, it's not reality that's going to get screwed, right? We're the ones who are going to get screwed. Reality is going to fuck us. And he has some other sort of precepts that kind of feed into the same idea. He says even when still, your mind is not still. Even when hurried, your mind is not hurried. I feel like a fool trying to explain these things because you could unpack them for a long time, but so, for example, he says something else. He says, see clearly what is far away and see from a distance what is close. Right? Again, there's this dichotomy between, between what is and how you respond to it. If, if you get caught up too much in how things are, you won't understand how they could change. This idea I keep coming back to because I think it's such a fundamental piece of wisdom that, you know, I need to remind myself all the time about the need to be aligned with reality, aligned with reality. Things fall apart by getting out of rhythm with the times. Anyways, that got a little, uh, got a little tedious towards the end. So I apologize. I will...